Anyway, what's going on, guys? This is our first uh, episode of EXP Share. Uh, I am your host, Justin J-Dogging, with my boy, uh, Kyle, uh, pointing over there that way. That was great. <laughs> Belated third, Jesus Christ. What's going on, guys? Um, so just to kind of get everybody caught up, um, actually, you know what? Before I go into that, Kyle, yeah, tell people about yourself. Hey, I'm Kyle. That's it. Okay. I play video games. Um, so, hi, everybody. I'm Kyle, 96, XCVI, whatever you want to call me. I am the greatest content creator you've never heard of. Uh, I have a very varied and, and interesting past. Uh, I've done everything from be a traveling comedian to being a YouTuber to being a league coach uh, to being a VTuber on Twitch. Uh, I do a bunch of stuff. Uh, my username on Twitch is Kyle underscore XCVI. If you want to go check it out at some point, um, a lot of variety content, a lot of comedy stuff, basically about the same stuff you'll be seeing here today, but in a less concise and well put context. So <laughs> that's me. Awesome. Love this dude. Uh, much appreciated to have you here. Um, yeah, I'm so like, happy to be here. I don't know how I would even think about doing this by myself. Last time I tried to do a podcast solo, it did not end good with my mental state. You know how that goes. No, I I get it. I stream to <laughs> myself and my mom every day. And sometimes that feels like a podcast, you know? You yeah. just sit down and start talking to yourself. And you're like, you know, if I weren't live right now, I'd be in an institution. People would put me in a psych ward. So <laughs> I mean, really that's a fine line. That's kind of how you have to start out streaming, you know. They say they say the best, the best way to introduce yourself to like a new community when you're coming out streaming is uh, to talk to yourself. And I cannot do that. So hats off to anybody who does that <laughs> and still thinks they're sane. <laughs> um, just kind of fill everybody in. Um, we're planning on doing. I don't even know where to begin. We plan on doing a lot of stuff with this podcast. Uh, mainly, we're going to be bringing in people to interview kind of their own perspective, I guess you could say, about most most of the main games they play. A lot of people will be reoccurring as we have a lot of people in our community that play an obscene amount of games. Um, so... Don't be surprised if you see people coming back, um, switching in and out, because it's basically just going to be this whole thing is just going to be a conversation about video games, about uh, how we can help the game industry, what you think needs to be added to games. This is basically going to be a going to be a platform to hopefully be able to send to, you know, game developers one day and be like, this is what the average player thinks about the current state of the game. And hopefully, you know, maybe one day they'll actually see that and, you know, we'll be cool and everybody else will get known and we'll actually feel like our opinion matters. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. <laughs> right? Yeah, so just a, a little bit more backstory. I mean, JD and I have known each other for a while through a bunch of different spaces. Um, We've known each other uh, through esports, through content orgs, through, you know, different games and communities. And we've always kind of had this one 
just constant. And it's that we were both, you know, fairly, fairly critical, fairly detail oriented people that thought that we might have a, you know, a halfway decent opinion on half of the things that are going on in the gaming hellscape these days. And one day we just kind of sat down and we were like, hey, what if we just like live streamed it? <laughs> and so, I mean, here we are. Um, as JD said, the general idea is that we just kind of want to bring people from all types of society in to kind of talk about their gaming experiences, their thoughts. Um, we want to bring in people from the industry, veterans, new devs, artists, a whole bunch of people to kind of paint this general widespread picture of what the gaming industry looks like, what it works like internally, uh, and just generally kind of build a bridge between the two communities. Because a lot of times it's like one side bitches at the other and then they, that side doesn't hear it. And it's frustrating and stupid. And to some extent, it's always going to happen because you've got the EAs and the Ubisofts of the world that aren't really going to give a shit. But you know, for the indie devs out there, I mean, maybe it'll be an opportunity to kind of share experiences from the common the common gamer, you know, and kind of get thoughts from people that might not have their thoughts heard normally into the right places. So that's that's what we're hoping EXP Share is going to be. Um, it's not always going to be the most well-produced thing. It's not always going to be the most well-thought-out thing, but it's going to always have the most heart. Uh, and it's going to be a good time regardless. Um, I think I kind of speak for JD here as well when I say that a lot of times this is going to come off as just, you know, a couple buddies sitting down having a chat about the gaming industry and and expressing their thoughts. And um, we think there's there's a future in that. I think it could be fun. Honestly, couldn't have said that better myself. Thank you for taking that. Of course. <laughs> um, so without further ado, uh, we have two guests with us. We have Flynn. Uh, who will be introducing himself in his perspective on League of Legends, followed by Kitty, who will also do the same thing. And after they kind of go through some of the questions that we have set out for them and ask them to kind of go over and just kind of put some things on paper, we'll kind of take that information banter about it for about 10, 15 minutes, you know, just kind of throwing out opinions based on the information that they gave us and then after that it's everybody everybody's coming in chats chats open to questions comments we'll bring out the interactions everybody should get in on that conversation whether you play a league whether you play other mobas whether you just have opinions on the game industry in general it's kind of just a whole 20 25 minute segment of everybody just being able to talk together um so fun how's it going yeah, tldr welcome to the reto please episode <laughs> yeah, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm flynn um you can call me flynn or bees um i am a filthy casual league player for the last uh, i would say nine or ten years Took a couple of a uh, couple of years break, but um, I primarily play ADC. I have a duo um, who usually plays support with me um, or mid lane. Uh, my primary heroes, champions. Oh God, the fact that you put heroes. <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. why I put heroes. Um. <laughs> so my I would say my main champion hands down is Nico. I will play Nico in any lane like humanly possible. 
um, and then Sivir, Caitlyn, and Jinx. Um, so I primarily play ADC in mid, but I also play a lot of Vex. I'll play Alawi, and I'm trying to suck less at Samira. Um, you couldn't catch me dead, though, top lane, without either Alawi or Sivir. Uh, and I hate myself for going Sivir top lane. Um, I kind of hate you for it, too, I'll be honest. Yeah, but she she's kind of unfortunately useless now. Like, all, yeah. her entire kit is... Hee <laughs> poke. <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of been her the whole time until you like hit the ult and then you're like, okay, well, hit the gas pedal, we're going. Yeah, now I can at least chase you. Um, I also realized that I'm I'm more or less going into all of my uh fun stuff here, but I can also talk about myself here in a second. Um, my playstyle is passive aggressive, so uh, I initially feel like I play very passively. I don't. I get very narrow-minded when it comes to farming as an ADC really, really quickly. And then um, if I'm mid lane, I, I just, I'm stupid, stupid aggressive. All I want to do is kill the mid laner as fast as humanly possible because um, I, I need that leg up. Um, so it really, it really depends on what lane I'm in. I feel like as an ADC, I should be significantly more aggressive because I'm supposed to be a carry champion, but we also know that uh, mid laners are the real carries. Um, yeah, I think that's that's like my that's most of my thing. I think. Uh, you want to tell us what rank you are, if you're comfortable with that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Heck no. Um. So I haven't played. Oh my god, my voice just cracked. I uh, see. That's how embarrassed I am. Yeah. God. God. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of telling in itself. I'll be honest. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, I I only maxed out at like silver one, but that was, I don't know, six plus years ago. Yeah, I mean that's um, not embarrassing. That's I mean that's the general population of league, right? I, I've right, seen people you, at all echelons, and I think most of them kind of land up right around there. If you go to look at my my like op.gg right now, it's gonna t tell you that I've been cardboard obliteration level five. Um, <laughs> Because, because don't play this game when you're angry and depressed, kids, okay? Just don't. It's not going to help you. Um, isn't, that like, it then. It, isn't that like 99% of the community? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah well, and now we're going to get into talking about like my the, the best feature of the game, the mute button. Okay, let me tell you about it. Um, I'm No, I'm serious, because they've, they've added new mute stuff. So you can now mute people in lobby. Thank you. Um, you can report people in lobby, which is great. Um, although there, the report in lobby needs to be other than just like trash talking, but neither here nor there. You can mute pings, you can mute emotes, and you can mute like chat, and you can mute voice. I don't really know anybody who uses league voice, but that's irrelevant. You use league voice? I don't want you in my game anyway. I'm, right. <laughs> I'm um, out. Look, I'm a filthy casual. I'm not that bad. I'm not a plebeian. Um, so I I do like though that, that literally, so there's so many ways of communication for League of Legends, which between friends, awesome. When you're not playing with friends, but like the most of us are, because here are my four friends. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, am I? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of ways to be toxic too, right? So you can have someone 
actually verbally talking to you. Um, and so you mute the voice chat, which you shouldn't have on anyway. And then obviously verbal chat from your own team, from the other team, because there's all chat. You can get like spammed with pings. You can get spammed with emotes. You can, I mean, there's just so many ways to be salty. So the mute button, greatest thing they've ever invented uh, or they've ever implemented in their game uh, on multiple different parts. I agree, actually. I used to be a toxic little shit. Um, and I think we all have. Yeah, I think everyone's had their, their toxic era, you know, my, my toxic league player era. Um, yeah. it's, it's good that they're giving options. I would like at some point to have a conversation about everyone's thoughts on, like, the toxicity in league and whether it's actually as bad as, A, people say it is, and B, as it used to be. Uh, it used to be pretty bad, and I haven't played recently, so I legitimately don't know. Oh, it's, um, it's, it's still pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but I've also kind of branched out to other games and I've realized that it's not just a league thing. You know, people get on league about being the super toxic game. I experienced more toxicity in one month of CSGO than I did in my 10 years of league. It was yeah. absurd. And I think it's just, yeah. I think it's just gamers just... kind of suck in a lot of instances. CSGO, it's... Overwatch. Uh... Yeah. But do you think that CSGO, though, um, also has it because it's it's been around significantly longer? Um, partially, uh, CSGO isn't even the worst, if I'm being honest. I think, well, no. uh, honestly, the one that stands out in my brain is Apex, and JD knows a thing or two about that. I think <laughs> Apex it has both, it, it's really like this interesting combination of two different communities. One of them is that it has the worst players of any FPS game I've ever seen. I have never seen a game where the base skill level is that low it's like the bar is on the fucking ground okay i don't understand it and the worst part about that is that those people are more toxic than others so you're both the worst player and the most toxic i, I it's like the perfect storm you're like the worst player and the worst player mm -hmm. um, <laughs> no i i get that and i've had to on, on a number of occasions just remind myself there's a mute button like what, <laughs> you're you're probably never gonna play with this human being again yeah um remember that they're probably 13 and they're yeah. probably also <laughs> just like myself not wearing pants so oh damn that's so true right honestly <laughs> i mean shit if you're playing games without pants on i don't know how people get triggered to begin with that reminds me of that meme that used to go around still kind of goes around sometimes and they're like oh no you're getting cyber bullied bro just block them <laughs> What's your problem? Just hit the block button, mute them. Who cares what they think? You know, like, and I've I've kind of switched because back in the day, I used to get really bothered by people being toxic, even though I was toxic too. You know, I'd fall into the trap. Someone would say something messed up, and I'd be like, "Okay, you fucking mouth breather, specific, I'm coming for you." A specific and, thing. Yeah, but now I'm like, I'm like, you know, it pisses me off that you would even think you could do that, considering how bad you are in general. But also. You're like a fucking nine-year-old. I'm just going to mute you and keep moving. You know, I, my opinion on it over the years has changed, and that's really interesting to me. I, I agree. Some people are only good at chat PvP, you know? No matter what <laughs> game they play, it's always chat PvP. <laughs> you're, you're playing the game, and you're playing the mental warfare in the old chat. <laughs> Dragons, my network that Microsoft, and he can hack you. <laughs> <laughs> So, speaking yeah. of that though one of the most interesting things in league that i used to really like hone in on in my time in coaching was that mental game i mean you can play league in such a way where you can beat teams way better than you if you just know how to fuck with their brains we used to have this strat against this one team uh it was two pro teams and we would know that their top laner was like in a notorious monster 
in in solo queue and like the challenger ladder and we knew that he was so good at this game he would just shit on his opponents every time but we also knew that he was like the most toxic league player at the time on the ladder and so we were like okay what if we just remove him from the game mentally and so we would commit the first like 10 15 minutes of the game to having mid and jungle roam top non-stop to gank the shit out of him every time he passed the midpoint and eventually you would kill him so many times and then flame him in all chat and he would just not be a part of the game anymore <laughs> and so it's the only game i've seen where you can actually wage mental warfare against someone else while playing the fucking game it's insane how much it works uh the only way to win is not to play yeah tron reference sorry the, sorry the modern warfare two days for <laughs> <laughs> game yeah, lobby those are, those are scary bro there's some words in there i just didn't talk about that <laughs> that that's a whole other episode my friend Oh man! Oh, we're we're probably gonna get into it later. I'm sure. Oh, Kitty, yeah. um, how you doing? Yeah. yeah. I hate to interject. Um, <laughs> Flynn, you had like half of your thing left, didn't you? Did you want to go over that? Uh, sure. Um, I'll wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, I, I just feel like if we want to move on, feel free. I just wanted to make sure you didn't get like overlooked or anything. Yeah. No sweat. Uh, so uh, that kind of also covers the worst feature about the game, which I think is chat of of any kind. <laughs> um so I, t I definitely get that um something that i really like that they've changed recently is the way that they've tracked um like the pass i call them hunt passes because my first experience with it was with um i was gonna say divergent um <laughs> what's the name of that game it starts with dauntless um dauntless. So that was my first kind of interaction with that that style of like challenges and um like specific stuff so i i just call them all hunt passes do i know what they're actually called no so um <laughs> so i do like the way that they have it uh now in the league launcher um and the way that they they track it with xp the way that it looks is so much more visually visually uh understandable than having it as that weird pop-up at the bottom i know that that's like just a, a ui thing that i really like but good for you you've made a a, a good ui choice riot that's not that's not typical for you um and then my my least favorite thing about the game is having played since season three the the multiple changes to drake are never balanced um i mean from when there was just one dragon <gasps> who remembers those days um <laughs> yeah. right like and then you know they started rotating the drakes with you know um, the original four, right? And they would go in random order, and then they introduced Soul, and then they introduced, um, uh, like uh, the other two, uh, Hextech and Chempunk. Thank you, Chemtech <laughs> and Hextech. Chemtech, Chempunk, Chem. Anyway, Chempunk is the item. It's Chemtank, yeah. Yeah. But just all of the new Drakes and then Elder Dragon and Elder Dragon being like, you could basically be uh, losing and, and get Elder Drake. And, the and then just over. come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. I do. I do really appreciate that there is a certain weight to objectives now that there wasn't in season four, five, six. Um, but Drake is just so over, like so overbalanced um, or so over. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like Infernal. And I think the least impactful to me personally is like the water soul or the ocean soul. 
Like if I want soul, I want the one where it gives me the um the the hex tech Burn. where it gives you like the AoE, the old static shiv, or the ah. in the empowered like auto attacks with the AoE with the flame. I don't really want the enhanced movement speed. So I've got a question for you guys that's kind of relevant to this. Um yeah. if they introduced a mechanic in League that was like there were a series how many dragons are there now? Five? Four? Four and then five for the elder. Okay, well, so say there was some sort of mechanic on the map where you could do certain things to influence what dragon would show up. So say there were like, uh, for the sake of conversation, like four totems along the map or four specific monster camps and you could go kill those and whichever team killed one first, it would guarantee that that would be the dragon that would spawn. Do you think that would be a good idea or do you like the, the random like RNG quality to it? I think it should be like a vote. Like a cert, like a game lobby vote. Um, <laughs> so yeah, because I feel like it would add a lot of like pregame chaos to try and get everyone to fight for that one objective that was needed to determine what dragon. When I mean, they already have a vote to do the dragon. Why not just have a different or change the vote so you can just des- help decide what dragon instead? I mean, that I might think- actually work in a sense because. I know, um, and this is just coming from league production experience, watching way too many league games than I ever wanted to see. Um, but I think there's there is some. Correct me if I'm wrong. There is some aspect to, um, I guess, determining what the next Drake is going to be, um, with comparison to what it was that you just killed. So like if it's Inferno, it's only gonna be it's only gonna be two out of the four instead of any of any of the three, correct? So, so like in, yeah, I know because like if it'll give you two random ones and the third one is the soul, which is gonna be guaranteed every time afterwards. Yeah. Um so I mean it's I, I see I see where Kyle's coming from, but it's like it, it's it's kind of character and composition based too, right? Because you know one character is going to thrive off the inferno, where another character is going to thrive off ocean, per se, kind of. So it's, I guess that's it would have to be kind of like a pregame thing. Then I mean, but that's when we're talking about getting further than someone who's in silver gold, that kind of thing. But you know, when we're really looking at team comps as as a really big measure of how the game is going to go, I feel like you also have to bring in, you know, what's going to be beneficial for the entire team. And now when you're planning team comps, now you can then, you know, maybe in the same format plan, okay, well, if we have this team comp, we're going to want Ocean Soul. We're going to want Hextech Soul, you know, or whatever. What would yeah. benefit the team comp that we have? So does that go into team comp in the beginning? Um, I kind of actually like what Kyle was talking about. I feel um, I feel like instead of it just being like one objective and that objective triggers a specific dragon, it could be like, honestly, it could be the, the order in which you clear jungle camps. It could be um, what lane you gank first. I don't know how they would like measure that, but... You know, it could be things that you're already doing, but you have to do them in a specific order. Um, if you grab yeah. Hop Scuttle Crab uh, first, or if you grab both, you know. Um, well, stuff then, that, 
like matters in meta play instead of like okay let's fight over now a third main objective between you know baron uh slash rift herald <clears throat> and drake yeah yeah and no, then make that kind of like counter to like you know you're you know because you know it's all about scouting at the end of the day so like you see one team's going for jungle camps to get you know infernal drake spawned you can counter on your side with jungle camps to you know counter what they're doing in terms of like you said the order of the jungle camps that you clear that'd yeah. actually be kind of cool i think my only issue with the voting thing that, that kitty brings up is uh you have to understand what the core principles of league are as a game when you approach a, a design element like this right uh and the two things that i've always kind of taken home is like league selling uh, i don't know qualities are a player agency everything in league of legends is decided by an individual's actions their ability to come together as a cohesive unit despite everyone being an individual um and you know dictating the pace of of the game of the map like that and the other thing would be over objective control um it's it's over the things that you do to fight for what you get um you know it, it could be anything from literally just going to take a dragon to um you know where you rotate on the map where you put pressure things like that i mean there's there are certain things there it, it's uh, a give and take risk and reward um when you introduce this idea that you can vote for a dragon it kind of goes against the gameplay philosophies of league of legends in its entirety because at that point you're not adding a mechanic that's helping people decide there's no skill check in that that's just asking people what do you want well ooh, ooh little league player do you want cloud dragon today yeah, and then they take it, along, and they yeah, put it along the lines i also wanted to like include the vote because if we're doing the objective things then it kind of really just depends on what the jungler wants to do and i kind of don't want it to be a jungler only thing especially if there's someone who's only just learning jungle like yeah. i don't know yeah, and that's... jungle and there's so many mechanics i don't know and i don't want that decision on me i'd rather have other people's inputs and then do what other people want yeah and that's kind of hard right which is why the thing that i brought up isn't necessarily uh, a one answer wins all type of thing either um uh, my overall answer to the dragon thing and I, I brought up that question just to kind of see what you guys would say and what your input was my answer is a secret third thing and it's that i think it's perfect the way it is i think that it's always going to be rng um you know and obviously rng doesn't always work out for people but um adaptability is huge in league of legends being yeah. able to make decisions on the fly being able to decide what to do, when to do it. I mean, that's literally at the core of the entire game. If you make a wrong decision in one area, you can throw an entire game. Um, and especially at the highest levels of play where everyone is, you know, about the same level to, to an extent, um, you need certain elements in the game that can drive it one way or another. And I think that's where the Drake really shines because you can't plan around it to start the game. It's something that happens. You have to adapt. You have to come up with a plan on the spot and you have to figure out if it's worth it for your team or for your jungler to go and grab it yeah. to call to to allocate all those resources to one place um and Bring sometimes that can create yeah and it matters it's like oh well it's just you know it's just uh you know mountain drake it's the first one 
Um, it's not really going to help the other team. Yeah. It's definitely not going to benefit us. I don't care if they take it because then we can take Rift Herald or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. Being able to like read the pressure on the map. You know, if one team decides, hey, you know what? This Cloud Drake is up. We really want that. We need to make sure it works. They're going to go down there and they're going to fight around. But a seasoned league player will know, oh, well, we may not want that dragon, but they're going to want it. And if they do want it, then we can position ourselves in such a way where we can benefit even more than them off of it, where that we normally wouldn't be able to get without like a fight, without a pick, without an outplay. It's it, it creates environments in which everybody on the map can adapt. And I think that is worth the RNG because I'm not a fan of RNG, especially in games that are skill based. Um, I love me some TFT, but it's like straight up, you know, it's it's rng to an extent and i just can't i can't do it i don't like that um i'm the kind of loser that would rather play chess instead or something but i hey, think nothing wrong this, with chess <laughs> true I, I think in this specific instance the rng actually works really hard towards nailing down this core identity of league of legends in that your decisions mean everything even in a map where things are constantly changing, where you don't know what to expect and not everything might go your way, you still have a choice, you know? And if you could just pick what it is, I mean, you get a very, you know, a very surface level vote in the early part of the game to vote what's happening, um, what dragon's coming up. But I think that just goes against the grain of what League of Legends is, you know? That makes sense. Yeah, and... I also think just on the this a side note here is that um, having another option to vote, one of you, I mean, and this has happened to everybody, you're sitting in a game, you're at 45 minutes, you're barely still alive, they're, they're fighting in your base, you're, you're done with the game, all right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna end. Yeah. You go to surrender, and one pushback <clears throat> makes it a 3v2. Oh, yeah. A 3v2 vote. And you're like, mm-hmm. seriously, what do you get out of the last 15 minutes of this play game? Because this is going to be a 60-minute game that we lose. Yeah. There, now, there I think... Is, and like, comes the trolls. So, so I'm saying... So, but my point here is, voting doesn't always help anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I just think it's another way to troll if it's going to be a vote. Uh, have you ever said the wrong thing in, like, the beginning lobby chat? And then they... Everybody just loses their mind. (laughs) You know what? And it affects the rest of the gameplay. You get trolled, you get pinged, you get whatever at the beginning of the game. God, this is basically just ranked at the bottom tier, by the way, Mm -hmm. for anybody who wants to know what Cardboard 5 looks like. (laughs) Um, So I I think having another thing to vote on is just another way to troll. Now, I do think that I think Kitty's on to something, though. I think that there is a quality of that that is actually a really interesting mechanic and it kind of leads back into into being able to decide one way or another what dragon shows up because you can turn that into something that is still requiring adaptability on the part of a team Uh, which is why i started this with the question like if there was something like totems or whatever where you could adjust your play style around them to determine the flow of a game if that would be a good idea and to me that's like the middle ground and it's not perfect there's things you could change i mean it's it's like literally first draft uh and every first draft is shitty um but the difference 
to that for me is that there is team action required. Someone has to make a decision. You have to decide, you know what? Is it worth it to dictate what first dragon is going to come up? Do we want to fight over that? Or do we want to focus on something else while they're putting their eggs in that basket? I mean, it could very well be the case where you're like, okay, well, their jungler and their support are going to run to whatever objective in the enemy's blue side, you know, jungle. While they do that, we know they're going to be fighting for that. So we're going to send a bunch of our force top lane to get that tower early, bank that extra money, get set up for Rift Herald, and just kind of try to snowball that advantage into something greater. Um, Any good League of Legends edition is going to work off of that idea where it gives you choice, or at least the illusion of choice, which is what Dragon does. Um, And the vote itself, while it may not work, if you can transfer that into a gameplay mechanic where it it affects the flow of the game, the agency of the players, I think suddenly that becomes a really interesting idea. Yeah, I think a voting system could be implemented if it was on, I would say, maybe a somewhat smaller scale. So, for example, if you were to vote on which totems were to show up um, and you need, like, you know, a specific two you know, to, to pop, to populate, uh, Ocean Drake, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they do different buffs in and of themselves, like almost like micro jungle buffs for the team. Yeah. Um, and then once you take those, you have to vote on which camps to spawn and then, you know, based on, and then there obviously has to be some overlap based on, you know, what people choose. Is it going to be, um, you know, there's two different ways to get, uh, or there's there's each one set of ways. It's kind of like the the Lux uh, Elemental skin, right? You can start with one, yeah. and, and there's a bunch <laughs> of other. Yeah, of course you like that. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> now I understand. But like seriously, so if you have, you know, you have the the four basics, and then you can choose the four basics again. But depending on what order you do them in is what ends up happening so it's not like okay you're stuck with once i've picked uh just this like i've i've picked green pillar well now i'm stuck with doing green pillar again no it's like okay well green pillar can build into whatever i think voting on what pillars showed up so there's a little bit or uh, maybe like a little bit of the adaptability of something yeah or maybe like instead of having the um after the first two, the final are set in stone. Maybe just like randomize again, which more happen, which one spawn again, and um, so that way you can at least diversify your options in power instead of just having to do soul. You could still just determine, oh, we want this dragon. Oh, like you have the options, like you have, um, like say Cloud Drake went to blue, and then uh, Earth went to uh, red, and then it would still be a different one, the next one. So like fire it'd be whoever got it and then the next one would still be different so it'd be the air and it'd be fair that you'd be guaranteed the first four in a rotation so that way you get a little bit of everything in the stats that it gives at least yeah yeah and honestly i mean there's a bunch of ways you could make something like this work um i mean if you really wanted to all in like the vote thing a real easy way to do it would be just vote I mean, before champ select after everyone well, took their champs yeah. and then it's kind of 50 that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like if, if you, I mean, imagine if you had something where you could like, like pledge allegiance to a dragon or whatever, like, like each, each <laughs> dragon. I, I know. Right. It the sounds American weird, dragon. but like, like imagine those games where you have to like pick a God that you are like 
that you are loyal to right right i mean what if, what if like on your profile you picked one and if you picked it it gave a certain percent chance that that dragon would show up first and then it, it takes yeah. it takes everyone's cool. into that, account that would be actually cool yeah and then I'd, it would be like okay well four people have the cloud drake as their like allegiance so there's an extra like 40 percent chance that that'll be the first one but you can't know for sure because it's always got to be different to some extent um yeah. or you know it could be i mean people are always talking about the volatility of the jungle about it being like too complicated or not complicated enough hmm. uh i mean it, it could literally be a thing where the way you jungle the path that you take or the decisions that you make as a jungler directly influence the spawn rate chance of certain certain drakes um and i mean that would that would make it awful for bad junglers because then you're like oh my god look at this dumb fucking jungler spawning the cloud drake what an idiot but <laughs> well, uh, i mean i chat think it could a, add a so certain amount of like thought. chat had a good idea bud said it should be first is random and then whoever gets drake uh the drake kill can select what comes next ah don't so think that's a great idea because you still quick. have to determine who gets the pick on the team and if you make it a team vote then you still have to deal with the vote situation yeah and jd i don't mean to cut so, you off sorry i'm gonna I'm no gonna you're quick. good we're just I we're think, just going all over the place Keep yeah going. we need to go back to to touching on everything everyone had and move along. <laughs> but, uh, one final thought um league has a big problem with catch-up mechanics uh, sometimes they're too yes. much, sometimes they're not enough. <laughs> if one team gets an advantage, you should never reward them with anything greater than the base reward. The buff for the dragon is a big enough buff in itself that if they then have the chance to turn around and decide which one comes next, you're giving them a huge advantage that is incredibly hard yeah. to come back to. And I know they don't get the buff when they pick it, but if they already have that buff and they're just like if they have bot lane priority permanently then you exactly just get, like, then you just control the whole flow of a game from okay. start to finish there is no catching up to that in certain circumstances you know yeah but i think what we've kind of hit on is that it's a complex it's a complex system you know i'm, I'm not sure there's any one answer that works um i like the randomness already I do yeah do. I don't think yeah. it's too bad an idea. I think that there are ways that they could make it different. <laughs> I think, I think Viamol, in order for bring back <laughs> I think in order oh. for League to be like a, a a game for the next decade on top of the decade it's already been here, they're gonna need to make some big sweeping changes to how the game works to kind of switch it up. And they've already kind of been doing that. I mean, the Drakes are like their first big change. Um, so I, I'm interested to see what choices they make moving forward, um, and whether they make any changes to like the Drake system or not. I know Dota just had a really big, like gameplay overhaul. I've been seeing it all over. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking, um, you know, segueing a little bit, uh, back into the conversation though, is, uh, you know, something that we, we talked at length about what we would like to, you know, if we could, uh, add something in. Um, but me specifically, I have I have two qualms, and that is Sivir is my bay. Give me my mana spell shield back. Okay, period, end of, <laughs> period. End of story. Um, and then invisible needs a nerf. I will permaban Shaco for the rest of my life. Thank you. Good night. Um, I I just I can't stand him. I just don't understand. There's for me. I just I just don't. What if I told you that one of my good friends is the best Shaco in the world? That would be great. Chase I would still. No, not chase <laughs> still ban him but those are th those are my two qualms okay we don't have need to have a conversation give me my mana spell shield back that's all that matters okay. um, i agree with that i do i play sivers <laughs> on my mastery list 
But I yep. actually do agree with the man because there's supports out there and you have potions that you have supports that heal, you have potions, you have the heal ability. Mana is just a hard thing to keep up with these days. Right. And I, I get it. I do. Like she needs more sustain because she has none. But no. <laughs> there are items. There are, there's uh if you really need to, you you build cringe bow. You sorry. Cringe bow. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, if you really needed to, I, I really even hate building shield bow on um, Samira, but that's like, you have to. Uh, but I don't like building that on Sivir. Give me my mana spell shield back, all right? Just that's, I don't need more healing. I, I, I like don't. that Gale Force wasn't in the options either. I like that. I respect that. I don't know, it's so useless. Uh, I mean, it is. Because um, if you dash, they're just going to dash back on you. Or flash. <laughs> I mean, I have used it a couple times really successfully, but that's because Cardboard 5. So um, Yeah, exactly. Outplays. Um, my <laughs> ideal team comp would be... Um, so my support, my duo, is typically hyper-aggressive. They're honestly going to do like 99% of the work. I'm just going to farm and ignore him completely and then come in and steal the kill from him. And, um, and, <laughs> and, and sometimes it's flipped. The script is flipped. So I'm still the ADC, but I, for some reason, get in this mode where I'm just going to poke the shit out of this asshole, and then uh, my support walks up and just goes, hee-hee. Um, but that's also because he plays supports like Wukong. <laughs> what? I get Shen. it. I understand. No, I understand. <laughs> I actually understand. So I'm just there to get items so I can base race these assholes, and then I'll, I'll, let, my, I'll let my support take the kills. I don't need that shit. Um, so my, my favorite jungle, hands down, is Hecarim. Please hackerim me all day. All right. I'm gonna I take also my horse. know the best hackerim in at oh least my. North America. Well, um, Dante's. At least. I'm gonna take. No. I'm gonna take my horse on the road to gold. Okay, that hackerim better be in my game every day. Um, yeah. Mord top Shrek people pull your pull people into that shadow realm and let them never return. Um, and Vlad just counters so much, um, and he is so tanky towards towards you know. Um, For even no just reason. For like level fourteen, level fifteen, and he's he's tankier than some vola bears. Like it's just unbelievable, and he just counters so much by disappearing. So, uh, that's my that's my ideal team comp. And this is gonna segue right into Kitty. Other things I would like to talk about: stop giving Lux skins. As of today, she has eighteen skins. I asked Google before getting in chat. Stop it. <laughs> listen i i'm in like a same i'm in a similar camp ezreal is like my favorite character and he has so many fucking skins but i have game. i had Lux every single one of them oh. when i stopped playing everyone well i'm over here crying in Siver. can't be oh, a completionist because pax mm, that's a good skin oh, yeah. though it, yeah it's a fantastic skin when <laughs> am i gonna get it never yeah never Never. It's okay, it's though. Not even in box. It's not in boxes. It doesn't have a shard. You cannot yeah. get it. I honestly like that, though. I like that there are certain things that. Just from yeah. Well, so the way they gave it out, I don't like. I don't like that it's like only people that showed up to packs because then it's like, oh well, you have to have money, you have money. to be able to travel, whatever. But if there's like, a, I mean, that's why prestige skins are kind of cool because if you work your ass off, you can get one. I don't think yeah. the system is perfect, but. I do like exclusive cosmetics in games that you have to work your fucking ass off to get and then they're never av available again. Yeah. I I do like that they've added the prestige shop 
um oh yeah essence. because before they made mythic essence important i hoarded that crap yeah so i'm sitting on like 600 mythic essence oh for no my reason. for no I reason have, meanwhile jdog over here with no non-default skins yeah, <laughs> like, i like to run it classic <laughs> dude gotta keep classic yeah all the way um so my supporter and i used to play what we nicknamed pizza planet so I would play Pizza Siver, and they would play um, uh, Lux with the, the solar spooky galaxy. What the cosmic. fuck? Is nope, the other one. Dark cosmic. Nope. Yeah. Space Groove. No. Space yeah. Groove. Thank you. It was a one in three chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Pizza Planet, I'd play Siver Pizza, Pizza Siver, and uh, yeah, and then it's Pizza <laughs> Planet. That was our Pizza Planet lane. What do you want to do? Oh, uh, let's do Pizza Planet. Um. <laughs> you know, I like that, yeah. That like kills toy, me. Like the toy, uh, the Toy Story. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. So Fox, um, one of my mods, is in chat right now, and he is like level seven in League of Legends, and he hates League of Legends. And we've tried to get him to play it multiple times, and he says, "Christ, even I have a non-default skin." <laughs> Bro, <laughs> what are you doing, dog? Bro, I don't even, I don't even have a freaking Fortnite skin. If that even says oh, anything, like, okay. dude, that, like, so you just have mental illness, is what you're telling me, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Well, Wait, that wasn't obvious down. already. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't We're here obvious. in this chat on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, Listen, shit. I don't hate it. I'm just bad at the game. See, he says that, but I'm gonna put him on blast for a second. It's totally oh. unrelated. And after this, we can move to Kitty's thing. Kitty. He says he's yeah. not good at it. Yeah. But MOBAs <laughs> in general, especially League of Legends, are games that you have to put time and effort into to get good at. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah. We That's have not managed to get further than one day at a time with weeks in between of playing it because he's like, this sucks. <laughs> and so we just uh, I think he hates it. I think he just wants to pretend he doesn't hate it though. It's a good concept, <laughs> bad execution. Yeah, it's sure. just like Squidward hating Krabby Patties. We but know. honestly, Jesus Christ, I, I don't even blame him because the new game, like the new player initiative the new player system for league of legends is fucking awful you get into games yeah you get into games with like yeah with people with no brains and bots and then eventually you just break out into games with people that have like a thousand hours and you just get shit on so hard that you're like how could this ever be fun and you don't get to a point where you have this back and forth where it's a battle of like wits and mechanics and all this different shit until you've got like 100 hours in the game and then yeah. you get there and you're like holy fuck it all makes sense but to get there is insanely hard because it's just straight up not fun before that point well, that, that also kind of relates to, to just, like, getting people into games in general. Because, like, um, just kind of kind of go off topic a bit before we jump into kitties is um, one of my roommates, I just built a PC for her. And, uh, of course, one of the first games we played was Apex Legends. She's like, I want to play Apex with you guys. <laughs> and they, they have kind of like an introduction bot system, just like a... You know, I think Fortnite has it. Um, a lot of mobile games have. They just throw you in bot lobbies. But it was, it was only like five games worth. And we finished those five games. And then we were just thrown straight into normal queue. And she's just like dying every two seconds. It was like, how, how are you going to 
only do like five bot lobby games and then say, oh, this person is fine. Let's throw them into the ring. And then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I fucking hate this game now. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm curious about is like, how do you fix that? Is it a case where it's that the games are doing it poorly and there needs to be a better system for like a that new player whole... onboarding? Or is it just the case that some games are just made for people that can stick them out you know people that already have skill necessary that they've been through the process you know they've been forged by fire and they come out on the other end and that's just who it's for i mean uh, should we just that's be okay with that other, that's a whole other podcast my dude no but i mean i mean seriously though talking about um you know a new player commission or like committing and uh, engagement it's something that i think about a lot as being part of the logistics team of a live action role play here in northern california mm -hmm. um, and it's in and getting people to actually want to come back so uh, i have i have big thoughts about how people use their brain um <laughs> i also called a hydrate like 20 minutes ago so oh. drink your damn water um i did thank you very much <laughs> yeah, uh, um do it again i need to watch uh and <laughs> um but i think uh kitty has some really interesting views on league so yeah yeah damn yeah time my name's kitty i've gone through many usernames um i don't know don't ask me how i figured it out i got it um <laughs> my when I first started playing League of Legends, I remember playing Morgana and Sivir, ironically enough. And I played before they like unleashed the level 30 cap. So I was playing before they made it 31 and up. So I was level 30 only. Remember so, those days? God, they were so good to Pepper an extent. Tom remembers. So then <laughs> I played bot games. I have around 800 bot games now. I played bot games until That's I was absurd, around level 28. <laughs> I that was, is absurd. This is my first way. PvP game I ever. made it eight deep, and I was like, I if I have to play another one of these, I will literally fucking end my I life. I was having the time of my life. I don't know how, but I have six losses, but I was having <laughs> the time of my life. And so I remember years ago, it was, I think, I don't remember who, but I met some people. This one Skype was around. So I met some people. They wanted me to play PvP lobbies with them. And I was like, you are out of your mind if you think I'm doing that. And they were begging me and begging me. And then I I think I played one. And then I never talked to them again. I hated it. I despised <laughs> it. I cried. So then I don't know what really made me leap into the actual PvP aspect. But I did. And then I think I took a break because I got tired of it. And then... Zai and Rakan were releasing, and I was like, sold. Put me back in. <laughs> so, thank you, Zaya, for making me go 4K in debt. Anyways. <laughs> um, before Zaya released, I ended up doing Lux in PvP, and that's why I have around 580,000 mastery points on her. Jesus is, Christ. Yeah. Holy yeah. And then, <laughs> My second highest is Zaya, and I think I just hit 510k with her. And then Ari is yeah. like in the hundreds. Like, there's a huge gap about who I play, so. But I enjoy playing them. 
Um, I hit gold one when I was doing Lux mid, and then they did the change where her E, if you had lost chapter, would one-shot minions, and I was happy, and then they re uh, revert like reverted it, and I was so upset. I hated the game. <laughs> <laughs> I never forgave Riot Games for that. Never. So then I have a bunch of others. I play support. I think I enjoy support the most, honestly. Um, I got ADCs. I didn't put Kaisa on my list. Kaisa's on my list. <laughs> um, I've just got a lot of experience, and I think I just have more sentimental attachment to female characters. Uh, not to be like stereotypical, but I just like how they look compared to the other characters. But then perpetuating the stereotype, Kitty. Jesus. Yeah, just a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit, <laughs> just a hint. But then there's champs like Zaya, where she's not just girly, girly and pretty. She actually is like the leader of a rebellion. Crazy. She's super awesome and cool. And then you have Lux, and she's like, oh, I like light, but I'm also being like shunned by my own re like region and i'm like oh yeah cool. she let a she let a murderer out uh, so what she can fix them oh, anyways damn <laughs> i haven't played a major seeker yet but i wanna um but then there's champs like milio and bard that are the cutest things ever love them i love their play style but i just suck at playing them i mean i don't really play milio that much but bard I think I've had a mastery one mastery seven shard for over five years. <laughs> Dang. I do want to make one point before you move on, before we get too far away from it. I think Ezreal would lay uh would lay Chain Man out. I think he'd fold him. Silas. Oh, so it's like Ezreal versus Silas because yeah. they're fighting over Lux. Yeah. I think Ezreal would yeah. would fucking would fold him out <laughs> like a piece with of the gauntlet or paper. without uh obviously with it. But I mean, honestly, that's like that's like classic like anime protagonist antagonist yeah. shit. Ezreal's like the fucking. That's what I want to see you. Yeah. Then there's the creeper in the corner, Zoe, going, "I'm obsessed with you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. I play Zoe too. <laughs> there you go. They're so, good. are you telling they me that be you just play? Kitty. I was gonna say, do they? Do you all just? God, my brain is not working. I am so sorry. She only plays lore accurate champs only the ones that are connected <laughs> to each other if it's not connected to those people she's not touching it so you you only play people that are in some way shape or form attracted to ezreal no no <laughs> true silas is attracted to ezreal i bet i don't play silas i just <laughs> bought the border because yeah, the border bundle was 250 oh so you don't play him but you bought his stuff anyway because it was twitch prime rp what was i gonna put what, what am i gonna Save do with that skins, kitty why would you buy skins for something you're never gonna play do you not see well okay there's the google slides if you want to like link it in the twitch chat so people oh can i see saw them I, I watched them for but 10 minutes the set, the ten, like all those top laners i don't play any of those top laners you're digging your hole deeper i, I that's making it worse why do you do that she's got to justify the 4k cool. because i have nothing to spend my money on is what she said yeah, she's yeah. like well i just like buying stuff that i'll never touch or use or see no, but if I ever do end up in that lane, then I know who to play. I mean, someone I, with a border. I mean, at least with things like uh, like League of Legends, you can actually see your skin, unlike Apex, <laughs> where you're just like, oh, I can see my character's hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Apex has valid. this weird problem where 
where the skins for the characters are pretty fucking ass most generally you can't see most of them the gun skins are somehow worse and the only things that are worth getting are the heirlooms and those are like 150 dollars minimum to get one yeah yeah no it's like the greatest scam of all time like at least you're gar- like you're able not guaranteed but you're like able to reroll like a prestige or a mythic you're not like in good odds for it despite yeah. the fact that i've done it three times in one day um minor flicks but like <laughs> i think it's just cool you know because i mean like the borders i never actually bought those borders with the rp they were just tokens mm-hmm. with the tokens so like actually my very first border i'm pretty sure was i'm not gonna like go look at the history but i'm pretty sure it was that Dawnbringer riven i bought the border thinking Irish it was kid. the very first event i'm pretty sure it was the order event and mm-hmm. I bought the Riven border thinking it was going to give me the skin, and it didn't. And I was devastated. I was so <laughs> upset. I was like, are you kidding me? I just got scammed. Damn. Retail, please. <laughs> and then I re-rolled it, and then I ended up still getting the border. And I was like, oh, okay. So now I know how that works. <laughs> As but, if they're uh, not making enough mungy. money. Yeah. Mungy. Mungy. Ah, the mungy's giving <laughs> But yeah, um... <laughs> I just pretty much just try to play the female characters and like the cute male characters. I ain't playing no H rocks. I'll yeah. play Set because he's a mama's boy, but that's like it. Damn. Um, I, bet, I bet Set also has the hots for Ezreal. I think there's. Well, he's. Set's too full of himself. Set only has the hots for himself. Well, there's Spare Blossom canonically. He's with Aphelios. That tracks, actually. Sorry. This track. Yeah. He calls Aphelios Mooncake and Spirit Blossom. That's hot. <laughs> I was going to say, kinky? Yeah. I wish, you, I wish you could see that I muted myself for a second and just went, what? <laughs> yeah, I know small little tidbits about voice lines. That's cool. I'm so glad I know that and not wave management. Yeah. Um, not how to get past gold yeah that's okay <laughs> dude that's such um, a vibe though don't even sweat it I, so as you can see like most of my roster is like adcs and then mage mid lane supports and then you like put an a occasional... lot of characters yeah a lot of main heroes i should say yeah yeah because they're mastery seven and then i put <laughs> valorant characters <laughs> i missed the memo but... oh jet <laughs> i was like what champions are these i didn't even was... know this i yeah. thought the, i thought the theme of today was riot games not just league of legends yeah, I put the... both yeah killjoy is my favorite league champion actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, if, it was, if yeah. it was all of riot we would have been real fucked because i don't even play tft true one of these if days it's... it's gonna happen by the way one of these days they're gonna put a valorant hero inside of league and it's Akali. gonna Oh, it's, it's gonna, gonna happen. Well, wait, didn't they put ruination in? I know. Didn't they put Silio in something or Silco in something? I was like, who? They put uh, Silco in, in TFT. Our... Yeah, in TFT. As like uh, a um, yeah, okay, like well, a unit. Yeah, and technically the two exist. Um, Valorant and League exist in different universes. They've said, but yeah, because they had they the ruination did... event. Yeah, oh, exactly. And they had like the 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 Gun connection skins. between the two. I mean, they could do like a multiverse thing somewhere down they the line. Could. I mean, and do like because yeah. it would be easy to fit like those characters into League. It really would. I, I mean, mean especially the custom skins. Yeah, for real. But those are illegal. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, 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 they're not. No, they're not. 
Definitely. I use them. It's a misinput. Oh my god. I just want to make uh, my map spear blossom thing. That's it. I just want to. I just want to go against the terms of service to make my game look pretty. It's not against terms of service. They allow it. <laughs> it's not against terms of service. Right. Sweaty. Silly. Didn't they say any? They recently came out with a thing that said any third-party programs. I think that was like. I don't know. They didn't really. Because you can get dinged for like Overwatch or not Overwatch. Um, the stupid Overwolf. That one. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I mean, like that one. Keep. Uh, I mean, I never. I don't use Overwolf. I just use Aura Fester, and they don't really get me for it. Because I mean, they said that as long as you're not using their own skins, like modding, like say you're using like the default Katarina, you're modding yourself to get one of her skins. That already exists. There's no real issue. Hmm. Whatever you so say, like, Kitty. Yeah, don't worry. I'm, I'm gonna report to you. I'm a lawyer. I'm, gonna report you. I'm we'll a League of Legends say. lawyer. We'll see what they say. I'm hmm. Doctor. I'm a corporate mundo. I'm a lawyer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I have like a soft spot for assassins. So like, I love Akali, Katarina, Kiana. Um, I just Akali has a sick rap. True. I just don't do good in them in lane so i do really good in aram with them but like i've gotten a pencil on katarina and kiana in aram but not normals because i just don't know how to lane because i'm just so used to poking um but yeah my play style like i mentioned it's like i try to poke them down and i try to burst them and just kind of wait for the jungler to gank to like help them or me get a lead because i'm just such a team player what can i say mm-hmm <laughs> Team like, player in the league, that's a... <laughs> I, I, get, a I actually get it a lot, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> I don't mind if the jungler takes all my kills as long as they just do something with it around the map. Um, that's the gamble. It's the gamble. <laughs> that's why I don't really like playing Lux mid anymore. But that's okay. Um, the best feature about the game? Cosmetics. They do really good cosmetics. It's just a shame that they don't really do collaborations like smite does with like avatar and ninja turtles i thought that was really cool but the only thing they've gotten close to collaborating is the ruination of event which was a flop anyways so it kind of looks bad you do have to they did actually a crossover with um i mean not to another universe but they did do a collaboration with louis vuitton Oh yeah, uh, that I was think it's fire. more like yeah, it was good, but it was so pricey. It was aimed for like people that were like rich and have like well, the Louis Vuitton uh, actual merchandising, yes. But there was also Louis Vuitton skins. Yes, yeah. there was at least Kiana. Um, that skin is is to this it day. It is fire though. That's, I'm I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. It's but so then good. I, I have it. Later, I'm waiting. I have it. You know it's what? So Kiana is hot girl shit. So I yeah, guess. straight um, up. So, they did the arcane crossover. Yeah, yeah. But that's because it literally was league. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, I but also, like, I mean, like, adding the skins to... was cool. It was cool, yeah. I like that they gave them for free, too. I, yeah. I actually really like that, but didn't put it behind a paywall at first. Yeah. And then it's the kind of wild. you already had the paywall of, of Netflix, but I guess that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's the paywall right there. Yeah. Yeah, the paywall is Netflix. Did you know, apparently, they still did the CD, DVD delivery? Oh, yeah, service? they definitely do. Yeah. And uh, they, it's ending they, in September. Yeah, I was going to say they re- they recently announced that they are going to stop it. It's because no one knew. That's why. I don't think I anyone would have done it even it. if they knew. 
My mom still uses it. I'm not even fucking with you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, she's like loyal. they should owe her. Just no, go she's to a just red box. A technophobe. Oh, legend. my mom doesn't know how to work shit. She used to call me when I lived in Texas and be like, "How do I turn on the TV?" Mom, <laughs> I, want... I am literally. Fine Have you tried plugging it very, very carefully? On podcast. <laughs> my mom. Oh, that I would tried be to great. Explain to my mom one time that I, when I was trying to like join and get actually good at League of Legends several years ago, and I joined like my school's team. My, little, my dumb collegiate oh team and i was trying to tell her that i actually this was practice and like i need like i'm not just gaming mom <laughs> like, did not Ma'am. did not um but so the i want to come back the collaboration with uh louis vuitton um i know that they did one i think with coca-cola i think you yeah. were about to say kitty yeah uh, i got the bottle i got the re bottle you know it um, but they've done, I mean, they really have, they've done a couple of things. Obviously they've, I don't want to really call this a collaboration, but they've had Funkos made like there's like, Oh yeah, I've got this too. Yeah. And it, it's, I think they're doing the wrong collaborations. <laughs> I think it's like merchandising collaborations oh, yeah. that they're aiming for rather than like actual in-game cosmetic collaborations. Cause it's yeah. not, I think they're just trying to make sure that all of their stuff is like, I'm not sure. Like, they can't really get in trouble for anything in the future if anything goes wrong. I yeah, guess, and it's kind of weird because even, like, even Destiny 2 is doing collaborations. They did a Fortnite collab. They're doing an Arknights collab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they, they don't really do Fortnite. collabs. Um, so, it would, oh, well, they did the backwards Fortnite thing where they put, like, yeah, put like Arcane, yeah. Jinx and, yeah, which was cool. But, but that I mean, was imagine... off Arcane. Yeah. They would have done I mean... that just with League. League, they could yeah. make a shit ton of money with minimum amounts of work if they were just like, hey, yeah, like, open up just some more come and put your characters as skins in our game. Like, yeah, uh, yeah I, I wonder why like the last champion crossovers could just be skins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that or like, I mean, they could do so much if they just opened up and were like, yo, we're going to do uh, Summoner's Rift skins and we're going to like God, bring that after back. certain yes. things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Like, um, even if it's just in their own, you know, like, universe, they still did the mini game modes um, yeah. where they just completely made a brand new map and designed it. And that was so fun and cool, even though I couldn't do the Star Guardian one because I sucked, but it was still fun and cool. Yeah, like, I remember just seeing something different. Like, why didn't they implement those maps into the normal Summoner's Rift? I mean, they did it with Winter. Yeah, yeah and well, and there was do that, it for free. Uh... Yeah, people always point to that Bilgewater like version of Aram, yeah. which I mean, that was amazing. It looked great. And they showed us once upon a time, it was like a play test for a, a 1v1 mode or for like a certain mode. And it was like this volcanic area and it was one lane with like lava on either side of it that you couldn't go into. And it looked so cool and it just fell it apart. It was like a dual zone or something. Yeah. Like, it was supposed to be like a 1v1 like kill shot like 500 percent crit zone it was like insane yeah well and the the wild thing about all of that is that that was around the time they were talking about like new game modes that was when we still had dominion yeah. a bunch of other shit and then they got rid of dominion and then they got rid of their their game mode team they just got rid of them and they announced this around the time i don't know if you guys remember it was last year they released the new season cinematic and everyone was like oh my god league is dying this is the worst thing they've ever put out. There oh, that are. Was this year. <laughs> oh, was it this year? It was they this year. Like, yeah, it was like they were like there are companies of three people in China that are putting out better fucking cinematics than our game is. Yeah. Like the the yeah. cinematic the the cosmetics in our game kind of suck. It's the same shit over and over. And they had to come out and say, hey, 
uh we fucking fired our game modes team but we hear you we've hired more people and they're going to be working on it and i don't think we've seen anything from that i, I mean I, I know it's only been a couple months but i i mean <laughs> what are what are you doing like it's the same shit that was here four months ago you know probably unpopular opinion but dominion was my shit dude <laughs> like i I played the shit out of Dominion for like a month and then I was like, okay, well, this is the worst thing I've ever played in my life. <laughs> it's probably probably more because I got shit on during that time in actual Summoner's Rift. So I was mm -hmm. like, Dominion all day. Rift, Twisted Tree Line, though. That was Rip. really good. And I think probably one of the most recent game modes that's not one of the like internal changing, like stupid uh, Earth, a Earth. That's it. Yeah. Not even like one Nexus for all. That Blitz. was fun. Nexus Blitz was so fun. Like no I bug. genuinely enjoyed that, and Bring the map was so bug. pretty. I enjoyed doing like the one v ones. I was like, oh, I hope I go up against this, and I'm like, yes. And then it's like an actual close one. Like that was genuinely fun. And then they just broke it and never fixed it. <laughs> they admitted that they broke it and that they weren't gonna fix it. So instead yep. of fixing it, they're just gonna do a new one v one v one v one game mode. And I'm like, I don't want that. I want next splits that has the 1v1 game mode in it. Uh, Plus more. Yeah. So, I, I, gotta say. I know that map or that game mode was so fun. And I also liked the um, Odyssey one. That one was super fun. Like it's PVE. It's not yeah, PVE, I've... but it's PVE. It's something different and refreshing knowing that I'm not going to go insane because the people I'm going up against are like, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I'm just going up against AI. I'm not going yeah. against the most I mean, awful a... thing. I'm still getting rewards for it. Yeah, like, I got a free skin. Cool. I think it's hard for Riot to nail down PvE in League of Legends because I, I thought it was cool that they put the time and effort into making that. Um, I was actually really surprised when they did. I was like, wow, you're telling me Riot did this? <laughs> but yeah. the thing is, though, is like after you play it a couple times... Uh, most people never played it again because it it was cool for the spectacle but after that there's there's no fun to be had in hitting this you know i mean essentially like, like a, thing, a punching yeah. bag yeah it, i mean there's it's not fun going through and killing ai yeah, but they shit gave in you rewards for it also i think yeah. one thing that they need to like really update is their bots like the um ai training game modes like the intro mm -hmm. beginner intermediate i think they really need to change that and add more characters to it you know like it's rare that i see some of these characters in the game so they need to add the new ones because these people aren't ever gonna see you they're like they're gonna see yumi for the first time and they're like why can't i hit her why she's there why can't i hit her they're not gonna know because she, they never went up against her in a bot game mm -hmm. yeah i agree absolutely i think they they did do a pass recently where they went through and they updated those bots though didn't they um i don't think so it was like maybe it was a couple years ago but i it thought they went through a they, while ago yeah yeah they because i mean the... like champions i think they should at least have all champions be a potential an opponent in the like intermediate for sure yeah and then like the intro it's always gonna be nasus galio oh god i wish i remember i think it's rise in the mid lane and then alistar ezreal it's always gonna be them in the intro there's no diversity which is cool they're pretty easy and then intro um is like for the new people obviously and then you go to beginner I introduce a little bit of the easier lower skill characters 
and just let them see that there's more characters other than just those five. Yeah. yeah and but see I also what think they it do. Comes down to making the AI to be able to realistically play some of these champions. Like, can they do them? Yeah, because I'm sure they, I'm sure they do. But I can imagine that the AI for a champion like, say, Katarina or Akali or Aurelia, where they have precise, uh, like, who kind of play almost off a little bit of RNG, uh, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, but how are they have different to... ways to play, right? And you can right. at least be able to see what they do. Like, if you see a Kali for the first time, you're never going to know what her Q or her Shroud is, ever, unless you actually see her. And once you see her, it may be up against someone who's really good at it, and you're just absolutely terrified of that character now. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird, because I, I think Flynn is onto something. Where like, I, I agree with you, Kitty, that, like, it's best to experience a character within like a bot game because then you know what's happening to them or like with them or whatever and you're not scared but on the other hand uh, you definitely would need specific logic for certain subsets of characters like uh, for example uh, an ai for echo would need to be different than an ai from ezreal because echo's got the ability to flash back in time with his ultimate you know there are different little contextual things you need to change per character but i think the, the greater thing here is that that i think that's kind of intended i think league of legends is one of those games where you really have to disconnect yourself from the idea that you're going to win every game you know you're going to go into a game you're going to get shit on and if you're a new character for the first i don't know a couple hundred hours you're going to have games where you go in and you go across this character and you're like holy shit i don't know who that is or i don't remember what he does i remember the first game i went in against fucking fizz i got shit on so hard i just immediately for the next 20 levels from like 10 to 30 was like i Man, never want to see this character in my game yeah yeah <laughs> exactly it. uh back when the back when the race to 30 took ages and ages and ages Ugh. um and so it's it's one of those things where like i don't know it's it's different um but that was also even though i got shit on by those new characters that was kind of part of the enjoyment for me alongside being able to go in and be like yo this character zed looks really fun he's gonna be the next one i'm gonna work towards I'm going to unlock him and I'm going to give him a shot and then I'm going to end up hating him usually, but you know, whatever. Yeah, or, um, um, I think like one way to counter is that is at least to make every champion available bot games. Oh, hundred percent. That way you get that, like you're able to do it in like overwatch training. Like you don't own all the characters, but you could still play them just to see yeah. what they do. Or yeah. like Valorant, especially like Valorant. If you go to training, you can pick any of those characters, see their abilities, see how they feel. But yep. with League, you just have to, like, look at what they do and consider, oh, do I want to do that or not? And, like, go based I think on they that. solve that, though, with how. the random champions or the random um, rotate or the rotating. You have to wait to see. Yeah, but that doesn't solve anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Honestly, Kitty, just subscribe to Game Pass, okay? <laughs> I already have Game Pass. <laughs> well, then uh, do it again, okay? I don't know what to tell you. You get every character with Game Pass and extra XP, so you have that's why i'm such a high level honestly that's the only reason i <laughs> that's honestly the only reason i really don't go back to lee's because it's like oh man now i have to learn all these more like 50 more characters since i last played 100 more but honestly like, that's the fun part though when when i ran out of new characters to play and learn when i literally knew every champion like the back of my hand i knew their name their abilities their ability names you know how fucking in the trenches you have to be to know the names of every ability yeah. when i was at that point I, that was the point where i realized 
I need to find something else in this game that's going to be fun to me. And Body. that's that's when you turn to no, that's when you turn to the competitive aspect, and you really learn really fast whether you can keep playing league or not because you know <laughs> you're like the entire drive is to get my rank up, and if you're not someone that can push a ranked mode like that and just like lose points and gain points and go through the trials and tribulations, like you mean you're you? you're fucked. Yeah, you know? two of us are casual for fun players. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Like, I literally said I was a filthy, filthy casual in the beginning of the like, game. Like, I'll do it every so often, <laughs> but I'm not going to spend, like, all day doing it. Like, if I'm doing something all day, it's going to be grinding the missions for the event pass. Because yeah. I care more about the event rather than the actual rank. Because I actually gain Same. something permanently. It's not going to reset at the end of the year. Same. Yeah, um, that's fair. How do you... I know that we're, we got a little sidetracked again. Um... You talked about the best feature being obviously cosmetics. Um, yeah. What you have a pretty strong feeling. <laughs> Tank should here. not do that much damage. And, yeah. <laughs> like literally, the the next three lines here is Tank should not do that much damage. Nerf Tank damage. <laughs> it's, it's more of like when I hear a tank, it shouldn't be someone who can absolutely destroy me. It should be someone like. Malphite, for example, like if you go full AP Malphite, that makes sense because you're going full AP. But if I'm getting ulted by a tank Malphite and I'm still getting two shot by his ult Q, there's a problem. Because in my mind, he's there to be a tank and just to engage. Everyone else should be doing the damage, not him. Yeah. So why am I suffering the consequences of a tank doing infinite damage? I think that's where they kind of have to, they still have to revisit Maybe not yeah. revisit, but like just like look farther into the whole scaling of everything, because I feel like it's just not. like you said, it's not all there. Like a tank shouldn't be able to do that much damage if you're building a bunch yeah, of defensive tank, items. Like, yeah, but if you're building the AP, it's expected because he's going AP. That's what he's focusing on doing damage he's focusing on the ability power but then you have champions that kind of blur that line a little bit like ramus where you're technically not building which makes sense because it's in his kit where i mean he has to do the more armor you build the away. harder you hit like so you, you build one you automatically get the other it's not that case but it's something you have to take into consideration when we're talking about quote-unquote nerfing tanks where do we draw the line at tank uh, yeah. I've absolutely seen Senna be the beefiest motherfucker oh, on the map. God, yeah, no. Like, I think it's just the items that kind of just do over what it needs to do for other characters. Like, I've seen just about every person build one tank item for no reason at all and become the tankiest motherfucker on the planet. And I'm like, why? Like, this why are they be... allowed to do this and get away with it? Like, yeah, I, don't prevent, I don't think we can prevent people or prevent people when they play certain champions. Be like, ah, you're playing Katarina? No, heart steel for you. I think like, we should. I think everyone should. I think build we definitely should. Because, I mean, they restrict you from building certain items as some characters. Like, if you're, well, I think if you're ranged, you can't build something. I forgot what it is. If but you're Cassiopeia, you can't build boots. Exactly. I think the riot, but this might be a hot take. I think one of Riot's greatest mistakes was giving so much choice to the player. I think, you know, obviously we talked at the very beginning of this episode like about player idea. about player agency being super important, about being adaptable and such like that. But when you see these people who play tank and they're like, hey, give us something more fun, 
they broke the role of of top lane into like smaller subsets and so now tanks can do damage too they're like melee you know they're off tanks they're bruisers and it feels weird to me because some of those top laners have insane scaling it's not just the items you know some of their abilities scale like fucking crazy with certain you know different items and strats and it's kind of weird that they had this defined role for a top laner and it was that you are basically like a a tank support and support you know some people hear that word and they recoil and they're like if i want to play support i go bot lane but it it doesn't work like that right A, a support covers a wide spectrum of gameplay mechanics right whereas if you're playing like a uncle is also a support role oh in some ways for sure they i mean everyone's got their own support right but in top lane your goal eventually is to just survive lane is to play around your objectives and help your jungler and it's to to get to a point where you're good for team fights but now I mean, they've got top laners that are tanky and could fight. And it's like, why can every lane, every role do everything? I mean, what happened yeah. to, to, you know, ranged AD carry bot lane with a support to help them get through lane? The jungler, which was, you know, kind of like tanky or a DPS. I mean, you could pick between it because it's the most flexible role, which it, where it makes the most sense. The mid laner could be any number of damage dealers that are squishy but can roam. And the top laner is the tank. I mean, you had it figured out. And then they were like, actually, we want to make it so that you can do whatever you want. If you want to run like a NAR and run him total DPS, you can still be a tanky ass bitch and do damage. And that's just kind of absurd. So then, to me. like, why would you go tank anyways? Like, if you're able to do both, why would you ever go back to just one? This is Cub's yeah. argument for playing whatever the hell he wants support. He's like, <laughs> if I want to, I'm going to play Olaoi support. I'm going to play Wukong support. I'm going to play Pantheon support. I really don't care. And he will take literally any champion and he will play at support because he can get away with it. The the, the parameters for support and, and multiple other lanes are no longer those parameters. I take Nico ADC all the time. People bitch at me about taking Nico ADC and then I'm 9, 1, and 3 uh, before 12 minutes. Well, See, I and think... I, I'm going to go against you here. Sorry, JD. I'm going to go no, against good. you here for a second and I'm going to say Nico ADC doesn't work in anything like higher than than like high silver um because at a certain point you hit a wall where it's like you are building like an adc and your scaling doesn't work for that you're not you're not kitted to be an adc you're there you're it's like not the gameplay philosophy for that character um i haven't seen nico scalings i don't know anything about uh, right i mean you could do anything else but there's a certain point where you hit a wall right and that's something that i used to discuss with people a lot that were like I'm hard stuck silver two. What do I do? And I'm like, well, first of all, what you probably need to do is relearn the entire game because you're wrong about all of it. And that's not, that's not being like, and that's, you know, not to you specifically, obviously. No, no, no. And not at all. I don't but, think that. Right. And it's just a bunch of people have a very wrong skewed idea of what the game is like. And so when they use that argument, they're like, well, I'll just go and do this wherever it's like, okay, cool. It's working. Cause you have nine kills. Cause you're playing against a, a kid with his helmet on too tight. You know, like <laughs> people use that as, as uh, justification for things working. Uh, and I, I've heard it a lot and I don't mean to shit on anyone's parade, but I will say that against people that have a halfway decent idea of what they're doing, most of that won't work. But there yeah. are some things that do work specifically because Riot wanted to assert that you could do whatever you want, like the whole top lane thing. Why Why are they able to fulfill two spots? Vein top. 
well, I mean, vein top against a, a decent. Oh, let me take a step back. So if you start playing weird things top lane, you're going to fall apart against a halfway decent team when you hit the mid game because you start getting into team fights and you don't have a tank and they're going to shit on you unless you're ahead of them, which, you know, obviously you have to play ahead. If you can play to your strengths, you can do that. Most people outside of like Platt don't know how to do that. Um, and so it, it gets weird. Um, but like, I mean, you play a character like, um, I mean, shit, like set, set. That's a perfect example. Set is a tanky ass motherfucker, and he can go down and just like slam anybody anywhere, or at least he could on release. Yeah, yeah. Why he's is like that? Right why now, is that a thing? I think right now he's in a good position, in my opinion, at least, because if you're going the tank set build, then if you're getting hit, then you take more, which is what he, yeah. you know he does and exerts it. I mean, all you really do is that one thing, but I think it's. It's good for him. I think it's cool. I think it's it's interesting as character design, but I think it's like the antithesis of the top tank role in itself. Why is why is there a tank whose entire purpose and identity as a character to take damage and then do damage? I mean, it feels weird. It just kind of it kind of goes against. But that's like with Ramus, it's kind of hard to like avoid it because you get taunted. But with Set, you could just stop hitting him and he doesn't do damage anymore and then he's useless without it yeah and there's there's clear counterplay which i agree with and that's a big thing um then they've gotten better with that in recent years i remember they used to be god awful at at giving characters like valuable actual like counterplay but set is like this weird middle ground to me where it's like you both encompass all that is good about league and all that is bad because they they want to take things to the next level so hard that they're willing to bend the rules for it. And when you do that, the meta kind of shifts and changes. And it's happened so much over the last couple of years that League is just literally this fucking sandbox. It's it's a it's like a, a husk of what it was at one point because the point is gone. Now it's just you can do literally whatever the fuck you want outside of like the main objectives, like get towers, get dragon baron uh get cs i mean everything beyond that is player choice and on one hand that's fucking awesome on the other hand it's a balancing nightmare and it's never going to be perfect what i think it all stems from honestly when it comes down to it is the items like if you if you compare um let's say yeah let's say hots league and smite smite and league they have items everybody's around everywhere you can throw a champion in any lane as long as you're building the correct item hots you go by talents in every time you level up too and that's also that's also a game of shared xp and not individual xp so whereas you know hots is doing talents and you're not exactly building you know uh stats so to speak you're you're not really it's it's not as free as league as we're it's talking about game. yeah you just individually screw up because like yeah because like you can't you can't take a you can't take ragnar a freaking healer and go top lane and say oh hey i'm a tank now because the talents aren't gonna let you your talent the talents are only healing and pretty much movement to where league you can be like yo again i'm gonna take set wherever the fuck i want and just shit on people 
Mm-hmm. You know what, though, and and this comes from also an Elo perspective. But when you're in cardboard Elo, you can get away with this, and that's why I get away with Nico. And you know, I, yeah, I'm gonna hit a wall. Absolutely, that's it's not gonna work anymore because I'm gonna get shut down yeah. by other uh, combos bot lane, uh, other duos bot lane that will just absolutely shit on me if I attempt to CC them at all. And and that's what's going to... I'm going to eventually have to come out of that. But then I, I have pocket actual ADCs that when I actually decide to um, kick the chair and play some, some ranked, uh, you know, I, I have something that I can actually play that benefits the entire team comp. Um, yeah. I think a lot of this conversation is, I don't want to say hard, but difficult since... Uh, I mean, I know 110%. I am a filthy casual. I do stuff that I'm not supposed to do. I play champions where I'm not. I envy you for it, honestly. I envy you. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've tried to be serious, but that's when the toxicity levels are just so unbearable that I can't do that to myself. Yeah. And so I have to still find the excitement in game, and that's doing bullshit like Nico Wukong bot lane. Okay. Oh, 100%. Because, because then I get into other games too where it's like Aurelian Saul Tom Kench bot lane against us. Okay. Cry. Like, I'd be crying. And so <laughs> and so there's something to be said about, you know, you're talking about adaptability. Adapt to that. Like there's no way to get around just playing the game normally for a, a casual like myself. Um, if I think I took the game more seriously, I think I would put more effort into making sure that team comps were balanced more. And I do play with people who are in significantly higher elos than me and it still i'm not saying that i i'm anywhere near as good as that but having that you know kind of ear stream in the back saying you know this is what's happening in pros right now this is what you can do and, and this is the tip for it i mean it is that gonna make me you know it's not gonna magically like make you the best knowing what the pros do because you still have to understand yeah. how the pros do it like that and understand you still have to do oh, it. this is why it's good yeah yeah you still have to execute it. And and let me tell you, I, as someone who, this is the only MOBA that I play. This is the only, like, PvP type game that I play. I literally play primarily Sims, casuals, and puzzle games, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, this is the only, only place where I really have to put a confident foot forward. And as an ADC and a mid laner, that's probably not the best role to go with. But I feel like because I'm put there because I play with my partner who who is my dual bot lane and they are a support. That's it. Just a, just a support. Just that's it. <laughs> um, then I, I really have to put myself in the position where I have to pretend to get good. Yeah. Big by, there. by the way, Chad, this is, this is the point of the podcast where you guys are welcome to join in. Um, voice your opinions in chat i was gonna we'll say what part of the document in. are we at yeah <laughs> well i think i i mean we're an hour and a half into this <laughs> exactly i, I kind of just threw that out after like the first 30 minutes honestly um so if anybody wants to join and jump in the chat um i mean we did yeah, but talk about sign yeah, I mean, but we, but we did. We started talking about MOBA genres, right? We yeah. started talking about what what's the difference between games like, you know, we brought up HOTS just now. You know, we're talking about Smite, which, you know, my first introduction to Smite <laughs> was on Xbox. Oh, so God. Hot take, hot take. Yeah. <laughs> 
before I was a PC gamer, okay? So I, I had that moment where I was a filthy console gamer too. So like, please don't take my opinion seriously. Just don't. It's going to be a bad time. Um, so I, I think we're still sort of on this Google document. We're like, we're, t we're towards the end here. So while we're like ranting and raving, I think um, for those of uh, you who have social plugs, not me, because filthy. Me either. Hey, edit to my last part. Oh, yeah. Other things you'd like to talk about, do it. Okay, so one thing I do want to mention that is really looking good for League of Legends right now, and Riot Games is like a production hole, is their mid-scope reworks. Like, the Nico, I just saw the Nico. Oh my god, it looks so fun. I'm about to have the most fun of my life as a Mastery 7 <laughs> player, you know? I'm about, to, right? I'm about to rock the rift as a little minion. I'm gonna have the time of my life. I can't wait till Scuttle Crab confuse someone and be like, haha, bitch, and then go up and do it the same on top side. Oh, it's gonna be so fun. Like, I think something like that was what League of Legends needed. Just a little bit of random chaoticness that you weren't really expecting. But Nico's main issue originally was like her ult. Um her if you hit the E and you ulted, they still would be able to flash out of it. And it would make me so upset. Even if I instantly hit the E, they still would be able to get out of it. But they changed it with the ult knockup. It was the best thing they've ever done for Nico. I think honestly they could have just left it at that ult thing and it would have been great. But they went above and beyond to save her with the um the new passive. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my god, this is absolutely like I'm about to, I think I'm about to play Nico for like the next month just because of how excited <laughs> I am for her. <laughs> and then um they did the rework for oh god, who was it before? Who did they just rework also? I already forgot. Uh, the Nico only... got me... I know they mid Syndra. Syndra. I know they did Syndra. Where um did they really? Yeah, they did. Um <laughs> not recently, but like they did mid oh, reworker. Okay, yeah. Sorry, she's the only one I could think of because I played her recently. Um they made it so like she scales in her um with like her little I don't know what they call it, but her little stacks and um like after a certain amount, you get two orbs at once that you can hold. That's really, honestly, I think that was really good for her because I think one of her main issues was like once you use your one orb, you are out. Yeah, you'd get just get collapsed on. But if you still had that second orb, you'd still have something to rely on. You'd and throw out and like you, she does true damage now and like other stuff. I yes, don't remember. Because we need but... another mid laner that mid laner that does true damage. I like it's not instant better. It's not instant <laughs> true damage. You have to scale towards it. Yeah. And it's with her W. It's not like constant. Like once you oh, get smacked by her W, it's not too bad. So you didn't uh, even notice it. So it's not too bad. Well, I don't see Syndra in yeah, low because none of us plebeians are going to play something that technically complicated. Um, God. <laughs> like, I you want to know the last time I saw a Gwen top lane? Never. That's when. Okay. And because and it's yeah. mechanically complex. Um, but we're the reworks of uh, the Asol. Uh, Asol, that's who it was. <laughs> we just played against him. <laughs> well, Jesus, I hate it. I, it I was... hate it because he is so unbelievably overpowered now. And and I mean, we're seeing it in, in low elo because it's just you. If you steamroll, it's over. I think it was it was a mid ground of it's either he becomes so impossible to play as with his current quote unquote current as in his old kit yeah. or just make him a little too overtuned but people enjoy playing him now and he's actually viable again so yeah, it's why don't like they bring a... back to zoe too wait what did they do to zoe i mean when they first brought out zoe you looked at people and they died 
Oh, yeah. And then, like, they changed it so um, the spells that she picks up are the most awful, useless spells on the planet. It's like active items. Like, oh, I can't wait to use prowlers on someone I definitely don't want to right? use prowlers on. Like, like why am I going to even use that as a champion? It's not going to help me do anything. Like, I understand limiting what items you get because they become overpowered to an extent. But at the same time, that kind of reduces the fun of the character in a way. And we were like, just talking about characters yeah. that introduce chaos. Bring me my chaos back. Let me have Flash six times in a row. See if I care. Oh, that was so fun. I actually outplayed a cane because I took his Flash and just flashed away. He didn't do anything. And I was like, oh, yeah, my Dark Seal stack. But like, <laughs> it's um like I'm so that's why I'm really excited to also see what they do with Rel because she's also in Scar. Well, Scar is like a whole VGU, but like. Rel... The Skarner people at least played like play yeah. Skarner off and on. Rel is dead. I I really hope that whatever they do, like Aurelian Soul was dead, but then that he became popular after the midscope. So exactly. I'm hoping whatever they do to like I think Nico really wasn't very popular because of the way that they made her originally, is, and now they're doing a midscope. I think she's going to become popular again. But like, I'm hoping that what are going to start banning my main champion? Fuck you guys. I know, <laughs> so sad. But I'm hoping that. There's at least some kind of like counterplay. There's gonna be a ton of bugs coming out too. Um, oh yeah, and... I can't wait to to find all of the. I mean, isn't uh, I don't have PVE, but isn't the new Nico in PVE? It is. Yes, I just haven't updated it. Sadly. Yeah, I I just wonder what what sort of things they have encountered. I, mean... I know one thing was like um, if you turn into a minion, you don't get hit by Syndra orbs or her E, which is weird. That would be great. I know it would be great, but it was small things like that. Obviously. And then, like, if you were a ward, I think you could still do something with the vision along the lines. I don't remember, but like, she's fun. So I'm hoping they do something really good with um, Rel because I I really like Rel as a support. Like, when I have Rel supports, I have the time of my life. We get kills in the bot lane. We have fun. I like Rel's concept. I think as a character, I think her lore, I think her look. Um, is also really important uh, because they just she, have to, yeah. I feel like, uh, and this is going to be—I don't want to get political about it—but you know, there's a little bit of the uh, the natural hair, which gives her the the person, you know, more of the people of color aspect. Which I know that League is trying to to push that, you know, as I don't want to say as an agenda, but they're trying to show that, like, ah, oh, yes, we don't just we have create diversity. white. Yes, we women. have diversity. Just make a skin with someone, right? Like that, you know, you could do that. Right, instead like of Senna. like like Senna has all those unique hairstyles, and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my god, this is actually like she. I think she actually ended up getting a little bit of curly hair in the Halloween skin, and I was like, mm -hmm. is this yeah, even Cinder? Who is this? And then I or not Cinder, Senna, and I'm like, oh, that's actually really nice. I actually really like that. I just I like the representation that Rel brings um, in her type of character, not just in skin color, not just in whatever, but I I think in her canon. Um, she's a very well designed character, but her move set is trash. And it, she yeah, like once it. you go in, there's no way to get out, which kind of sucks. I think if they I, just fix that problem, I think she's pretty yeah. useful. Yeah, and especially with, I mean, besides the fact that she has no way to get out, she's literally hindered from getting out. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, it's a really worse version of Blitzcrank. And yeah, and then like I hope they do something good with her ult because now that her ult is on Aurelian Soul like Q, yeah. like her, like what's the point of Aurel anymore if her ult is now on a, like a common ability? So 
another dead champion that they've recently I feel like came out and just immediately flopped uh was Renata. Um oh, yeah. of having Renata in the last game. Um I remember Cub used to play Renata quite a bit uh you know as as my support for a while and it worked for a minute and then it just didn't. She just fell off. Um so I think that she could use uh an upgrade um as things get adjusted. Um you know Cubs tried out Milio as much as possible, but oh, he's just Milio. not applicable for all of the champions. Yeah. You know, there's there's not a huge reason. Um, I mean, there is a huge reason for for players like Kate or Jin or um, Aphelios. You know, that makes sense. But does it really make sense on? Uh, mf you know does it does it make sense on kogma you know it's it's we have to look at all the champions even though they're trying to play into the meta what people are playing yeah. i feel like they made champions and then forgot about them because they weren't well well received <laughs> rel received <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up i know like whenever tft first got announced um they also had kiana at the same time and yeah. there was nothing on Kiana. like she got a cinematic and that was it it everyone was there for tft the newest game from league of legends so T kiana kind of just got overlooked and she was super complicated so it was hard to pick her up unless you took a lot of time to figure her out period so i feel like stuff like that shouldn't like i think they figured that out that that should not ever happen again like if you're going to release a game do not release a new champion but I think there was, there was a, um, they think, I think they like kind of altered it with the Valorant, with Neon and Zeri, where it's two similar characters, but they're not the same. And they kind of, I'm not sure why they did that specifically. Like, I guess it was for the, I'm not even sure why they did that. I think they just did it for fun. Because I don't really know any correlation between Zeri and Neon other than fast electricity. I think they were just testing it out to have a little bit more of a connection to League of Legends, I guess. Maybe. I mean, and not necessarily cross game like cross game platform, but there was also, you know, the last time that they released two champions at the same time was Zaya Rakan. Oh god, I miss that. Legends. <laughs> um, you know, and so I don't know if they can just keep getting away with that. Like they pushed it initially, right? They had Kindred and they're like, Oh shit, Kindred's two champions, uh, or it's it's two entities yeah. oh oh god you know and then and then they just kept pushing that button yeah i think the last big one was zion Rakan. i think it's good that they kept it unique to them that they're able to do things together their abilities interlock with each other and mm -hmm. go off of each other but at the same time it's kind of like hindering because they're not using their full potential all the time like right. if zion was able to without zaya. like if they gave that w zaya passive where like um, Rakan also gets attack speed on like a, a, this normal support that you get every game. I think that'd be kind of cool, you know, like how Nyla has like the XP sharing, so the support also gets a little bit of something too. Also, what happened to Nyla? Oh God, Star Guardian. That's what happened. <laughs> she was overlooked by the Star Guardian event because there were just so many better skins. That but I mean, Nyla I don't see her in game. Ever. Oh, I think I don't know. I've, she, she's she's fun to play i think i ended up getting a pentakill on her in aram too but she's just really hard to play and master also a lot like of people said, was. 
Right. And now Aphelios, I see. Like, it's every once in a while. Like, you'll see someone and they're really good at it because they're just really good at it. They know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I definitely get that. And I think, I mean, that's always going to be the the one tricks, right? The the ponies that just do the same chance. Yeah, you can't really avoid it. There's no way to, like, out them out in stats to figure out, oh, is this character actually, like, needing a buff or a nerf or yada yada? Like, they... They br- they nerf Rakan for his armor, but the thing is, he's an engaged champion. He kind of yeah. needed it. Yeah, he is the hook to start team fights, and again, he's also honestly not as powerful as he needs to be to be a support without Zaya. At least Zaya can stand with other supports. Yeah, as long as like the support has like a a, a root a CC of some kind, yeah. she's pretty much fun Golden, in my yeah. opinion. I don't think she needs the extra, you know, shield buff or heal buff. I don't, I don't think that really helps her. Um, if you have, like, you know, press the attack or something like that, or, or you know, make sure that you you have movement speed or, you know, Phantom Dancer or something, I think that getting close enough to your um, target is fine. I don't think that Rakan's ultimate is is worth, his kit is not worth like him alone. in my opinion when i'm like i've, I've played with plenty of Rakans. like when Rakan w's i can ult off of that i don't really need his ult also because the w is just enough if he hits both of them that's all i need and i like one shot them pretty much yeah some of that kind of goes back to like the whole um items yeah scaling. the item scaling just the whole the whole one trick low elo kind of stuff so how how is Riot collecting sufficient and correct data if people are saying, you know, looking at these new patch notes and going, oh, I could break the character doing this. And then all of a sudden everybody's doing that. And then Riot's, you know, receiving this, you know, not accurate info because everybody's just kind of trolling on a character and they're like, Oh, we need to change this, but then again, it's gonna fuck some. But yeah, it's gonna fuck something else up. So it's like, it it just it goes. There's a there's a lot of factors when it comes to, again, item item based games as far as, just kind of everybody's general play style as far as if they want to. If they're playing to play, if they're playing to rank up, or if they're just playing to fucking troll the shit out of everybody. <laughs> yeah. The good ending. The more fun ending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like I mentioned it earlier, how I um, envy Flynn for pretty much being able to play casually for fun and just have the time of his life, and I'm like... Oh, well, don't get it. Don't get it wrong. His mental is completely fucking gone. But I feel like the less you, the less you know about League of Legends, the more fun you have, in my opinion. As long True. as you're not going up no, against totally get like that. the most OP people that know the character like back to hand. But like if it's just like casual for fun, like you're going up against people that you belong against, and you're just having the time of your life. That that's my biggest thing. Uh, you know, just being a competitive person is like I like I'll. I'll do some regular games every now and then, but it's always in the back of my mind is like, if I'm not playing competitive, why am I playing the game? And that's yep. just, that's just me as a general person. And then I can never uh, think that way. Cub, no, Cub is the same way. And I have to, 
I just because games are my decompression from such a stressful daily life like oh, yeah. just who I am and, and what I deal with on a daily basis like I just don't I don't want to spend I don't want to respond. more, more time spend stressing out I'm fucking having you know oh god I have to play my games today because I gotta make sure that I stay grandmaster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but Pushing I mean, at your that point, if you're up. grandmaster, it's probably your job. But my my point is, <laughs> it's also why I left graphic design field. It's because I enjoyed doing graphic design for fun, and then when I had to do it as a job, and art had to be on demand, I was like, uh-uh, no thanks, nope. yeah, art pass, yeah. So, playing League for fun is really important. Like I said, it's the only MOBA that I play. You know, I have to. You know what I just realized too is I'm using my customer service voice. Why did nobody call me out? Because I was just going so with gradual. it. Yeah, I, was no. I didn't even it, notice. It was okay. Well, so here's customer service voice. This is where I want to talk. This is where I started out the beginning at, and it's something that I have to just think about. Spoiler: Because you started right? talking okay. about your job, your job, so you just kind of like yeah. <laughs> transitioned into that. <laughs> Uh, but to, to kind of add to that, yeah, I mean, for the longest, longest time, especially with League, I was in the same boat. I would have friends come and be like, hey, you want to play? And I'm like, I honestly, there's no reason for me to be playing this game if it's not ranked. I'm not gaining anything. I'm like, what's the point? And for the longest time, I could only see that way. And the last couple years, I like there was a point where I just I realized in the middle of a game I was playing a Valorant game because that was the fucking comp I was addicted to at the time and I was like why am I sacrificing my mental health like this why am I beating myself up over these dumb fucking teammates why do I care so much about these virtual internet points I just don't get it it doesn't make any sense and after that I took and then I I literally took like 8 months off from multiplayer games in general eight months and when i came back i only played like co-op stuff and now i'm kind of back into it a little bit like we'll play some valorant games here some you know any anything that's like for funsies but i haven't played an actual competitive mode in any game since and it's because i i think i re i reevaluated my relationship with video games to a healthier place because i think a lot of people really do put a lot of worth into that into that you know those internet points and for me it's league's fault it 100 is because league sells this narrative that if you play all the time and if you get better you can be cool as fuck you can get all of the honeys and you can make a shit ton of money playing in in fucking esports up on stage in front of all these people and it was it was fucking rough it was super rough and um just disconnecting and finding that that place with video games again where it's healthier it's different it's it's better um it's it, it really changed a lot about you know how i view video games i think it's healthier now um but again i think some of the games really do try to sell you on that they get you addicted on this idea of like what you could be about how cool it is to actually have it like and i'm not sure there's a game that's done it better than league did yeah I mean, it's totally, I mean, 100% disclosure is a whole nother topic, but like, um, just the like drive for competitive in general, but like, um, I don't know if you remember, I think it was Black Ops 1 back in the day too. Oh, it's like, yeah. 
if you if you got to Masters Plus or not Masters whatever was after Masters, like you would you would basically more or less get a personal invite to the qualifiers of CDL that year or some shit like that. Yep. So it's like there there was a reason to do that, but now it's just like okay, yeah, I'm a I'm a mortal, so what's what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. Now I have to actually manage myself as an esports yeah. player. Like I have, I have to do work for myself. Yeah. What is this what shit? Back in the league days, you would play in. I mean, you. so the way league used to work back when I was a coach is they would take the top. I think it was like 10 or 20 teams from the ranked 5v5 leaderboard who had the most overall points in like the middle or the end of the season. And they would give you an invite to the NA open qualifiers, NACS uh, championship series. And you would compete in this one-off bracket where you would just play games against people. And then you would, if you won, you got to get into the NACS. And if you got into the NACS, you got to compete for a spot in the LCS. And it was the same thing where a bunch of fucking kids were like winning these games because they were freaks at this video game. And then suddenly they're like, they're esports pros. And Riot's like, well, here's a stipend for a house and all this different shit. And it's like, what? But the thing is, though, is that's so fucking, it's so predatory too. It really is in a lot of ways because you see that you're like, oh my God, that kid's like a fucking dumbass high school kid. And he's making thousands of dollars playing video games. How do I get there? <laughs> and it's it's like I, I don't know, man. It just that reminded me of how fucking predatory the league scene used to be back in the day. Because there was nothing, there was nothing in place to help these people or to like situate these people. And you would have situations all the time where orgs would pick up these new budding like players and either make them sign really predatory contracts or they would bring on the team and as soon as they got a spot in the cs they would drop everyone and go get like actual pro players and bring them in and it's oh man that's a whole episode in itself what an awful awful era in esports yeah dude that was (laughs) oh man old esports politics was wild yeah to say the least I want to make one more point going back to the the competitive thing. So Fox in chat, he mentioned that there was a time we ended up when he had a hard time playing competitive games with me because I'd get super competitive and angry. And I feel like most people kind of follow that if you're into the competitive grind, right? If you are good at it, you have this inkling in your brain. You're like, you know what? You have an edge. I have to win. You're like, I you have a sharp I, edge brain. Yeah, oh, exactly. Right. And so I would get into a game and I, you know, I've been a competitive gamer for over a decade and I'm pretty fucking good at it in a lot of ways. And Fox is absolutely not. And we'd get into these games where, you know, being that he's a casual gamer and I was a fucking hardcore edgelord, I would fucking fly ahead edgelord. and and he would fall behind sometimes and I'd get pissed. And that was another thing where I just noticed, I'm like, why am I getting mad at my friends playing a video game? Yeah. What yeah. is what is the overall benefit here? And it's I, I honestly to extrapolate it, I don't want this to turn into a whole thing because it could be an episode. No, I think but, it literally should be because and it should. Because but, like, I, but it's true because I, I have this issue with my partner. We yeah. are desperate to play games together, and this is the only game we have because I can't stand the rest of the super yeah. aggressive, yeah. um, mind melting, got a you know, path of exile spreadsheet type games. I just can't do it. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I, I 100% get that. It's true. There, I mean, there's a certain level. You can go as deep as you need to. I think as long as you temper expectations and stuff, you can do whatever. I mean, we could literally sit here and talk about this for two hours. But my yeah. assertion, and for something that I'd like to talk about in that episode, is that I think the rise of competitive game modes in games like these has led to the fucking death of so many things that made gaming special to begin with. I think the reason True. gaming is where it is right now is because those a certain subset of gamers took it too seriously, got too attached by no fault of their own, but by fault of the gaming industry and the rise of the free-to-play game and ended up being the loudest vocal minority on, on the internet in that sphere. And it turned all these games into needing to have competitive things, to needing to have crazy balance, to have all this different shit. And it, it turned into all these games being bounced around those people. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, it's a Call of Duty is like the greatest fucking uh, offender here. They, their game has changed entirely because they and I, I hate to quote the fucking losers on the Internet, but they cater to the sweats, you know, and yeah. it ruins the game for the for the everyday player. And now every game is this free to play bullshit that's not finished. That's just shipped out here because they know the fucking sweaty kids will come in and play their ranked mode and buy their skins and be good to go. And it's I really do think if we have we can attribute a lot of the shitty industry that we have today to that to to ranked competitive promises of grandeur in these fucking video games and i think as much as i love league of legends and as much as i think it is an important game and honestly like one of the most influential games of all time i think it single-handedly played a large part in that oh 100 percent no yeah, doubt. I'm playing a really part, large part of my life right now. What's that? Do, I said, do you want to know what's playing a really large part of my life right now? What? Hunger. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! That's why I am for it. Yeah, we um we are actually really close to the two hour mark. Holy shit, guys! Yeah. That's why uh, I was like, "Yo, fam." Yeah, we have. I mean, this is this is kind of what I wanted. And going back to Kyle's point, too, is like the, you know, the ranked players, professional players, like they're more or less the deciding factors in most of these games. And this is more or less going to be the point of EXP share is getting getting casual voices heard to like, no, we're still gamers, too. We still pay for we still pay 4K for fucking league <laughs> we want it we want our opinions still listened to as well so i mean that's that's kind of what we're going for here um but um it, it was great to talk to you guys much appreciated um let's go ahead give out some social plugs uh flynn go ahead i don't have, i don't you, so you don't I have any that don't stream yeah well, i mean I no, mean, cool. Discord, uh, Twitter, I mean, whatever. I don't want people on my Discord. <laughs> I love those people. <laughs> um, okay. I, they can have my stuff in place of all of theirs. I'll, 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 I'll push it three times as hard for everyone else. Go, uh, I, would, can... I, would, I was going to say, I would absolutely Rip. post my Hold Discord on. in chat. Um, But what what is the stars? What are you doing, Kyle? I'm uh, what? He is, uh, he is, oh, granted, moderator privileges. No, you're oh, do I not have, 
<laughs> yeah, hold on. There is you it, go. Is it out there now? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, you can you can find all my stuff there. I'm Kyle XCVI and everything. But sometimes I put a little fucking underscore because some people took Kyle XCVI and then sat on it for ten years. Ten wow. fucking years. It's insane, and I'm never gonna get it. But you can find everything right there. What oh, a bunch of shitties. Shit. <laughs> Chowder. Um, it, <laughs> I don't know if Dog has a link to my Discord, but my Discord is Vault 9. We descended into the vault at the beginning of uh, COVID, and we have not left. Dear God. Uh, vault 9 is just my Discord channel where we play games together and talk about stuff, and we respect each other as human beings, but talk like we have the sail- mouths of sailors. So if you want to join us, you can. You can also find me on League of Legends at Flynn's Arcadia, uh, should you feel like playing with uh, a plebeian like me. Um, I also play, like I said, a lot of single-player games, VR games, uh, and I don't stream because I don't have the I don't have the discipline to do it for more than like three weeks at a time. Oh, <laughs> Feels. It's worse on the other side of the spectrum, I promise. I do it too much. I can't stop. It, Are you going like, to do that right after this? Probably. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, exactly. it's a love-hate relationship. Up and I'm going to go do it. I, I mean, there was a year where I did it every day for a year. That's way too intense for my brain. Yeah, at Maybe least eight social. hours every day. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've been there. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm totally down to play. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of playing Minecraft Legends after this. Oh, not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I got a copy of it at work, and I was like, oh, wait, I have so many games to play, like Cult of the Lambs, Legends Arceus, Mage Seeker. I was like, oh, I can't God, add I still another need one. To play, I still need to play Cult of the Lamb. Uh, but if I don't put food in my mouth in the next, like, 15 minutes, I may become a zombie. I may mm. be patient zero. <laughs> so, Kitty, what are your socials? Home skillet. Uh, it ain't my social, but uh, stream Joji. Dang. <laughs> also, fun fact. They took down the how much have I spent in League of Legends site down, so I actually can't tell you the updated amount. Oh, you can right. check on Valorant now. They have like you can check on Valorant, but you we got Valorant for the sacrifice of League of Legends, I guess. I don't know. Sounds, yeah. sounds <laughs> pretty usual. Yeah, yeah. The last I time will. I checked, um, lasted at the end of last year or you know around my birthday, I believe. Um, I was only I was under a grand, so I feel I feel okay. Um. But that was the last time I checked. I don't actually remember that was. Honestly, that could have been two years ago. So fuck it. I have fifteen hundred in Valorant alone, and in League, I think I had like three k. Last I checked. <laughs> Queen Chatter hashtag give Flynn food. Exactly. You <laughs> Straight guys, up. I'm gonna be patient zero. I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks everybody for coming by. We appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by for this episode of EXP Share. Uh, we're gonna be doing this pretty often. Keep an eye on uh, J Dog socials on my own to uh learn when we're gonna do it what we're gonna be doing it for uh jd are you gonna be live after this by chance? uh yeah i'm probably gonna go live with some minecraft legend or some i don't know maybe it, unless you want to do some some duo stream some weird ass game i haven't probably touched in a year i'm down I for am, whatever <laughs> i'd be down for that at some point i have to implement a bunch of new stuff tonight and then we're doing tv night at like nine so i don't know if i'm gonna end up having time but I'll probably maybe also be live at some point, if not tonight, then tomorrow. Um, but Who what we're saying here, at some point. So uh, if you're here and you're hanging around, make sure you stick around for JD's uh, Minecraft Legends stream. It's going to be a good time. For sure. If you guys uh, miss any of that, uh, everything's posted in the Discord. Uh, we'll keep that updated with the um, next location and date uh, for the next podcast. Hopefully going to be with... 
Um, yeah, on yeah. site. Going to Korea. <laughs> if only. Can we do it from Disneyland? Uh, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Disneyland. Disney World. But um, now we're def we're gonna make some um, official channels. So I mean, I'm not stuck streaming this on slash J Dogging for God knows how long because you know that's not that doesn't look very good on anybody. Um, <laughs> so look out for uh, YouTube or Twitch link or probably both for EXP share on the Discord. Um, that's pretty much where all the updates are gonna be. Uh, probably from me or Kyle, Twitter whatever you'll see something somebody will notify of something all right that's that's basically the general consensus here you'll um <laughs> you'll know signal in the sky <laughs> exactly um thanks again flynn and kitty for joining us it's been a great conversation um yeah. oh, we shot for an Wait, hour and i do we have a link to advertise my google slides Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, no. If you want to see how many skin, 4K of skins, and I want to just connect have... so bad. Chat, you should feel so thankful for me. They had like a 15 minute video, like a slideshow of Kitty skins and a Valorant clip they were going to show in the beginning. And I convinced them not to show it. It was, was a good. Like, this is cringe as fuck, I promise. It was a good well, minute. And I didn't half. have anything, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I want to leave chat so bad right now, y'all. Uh, no, you're you're good. Go okay. get food. Um, yeah. <laughs> it. Um, again, info on the Discord. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody.